Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Bane. Don't assume my gender. Friend since the seventh grade. Yeah. You're just a bitch with his phone. F*** you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did to Bowser With the best thing you've encountered since suspenders on trousers To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, power Yeah, hello, uh, hello, hello Hello, hello Welcome to the show, uh, yeah, hello, 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 welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sounders, episode 405 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I am Brian Breaker, and joining me as always, Big underscore Bane, what's going on, man? Dude, not a whole lot. 405, it's cooling down. We are officially in November, so say goodbye yes. to spooky season, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm still hanging on to it a little bit. Yeah, you got your, got your spooky bit. shirt, but you got your fall colors on. Yeah, it's uh, you know, this is this is a nightmare before Christmas, sir, so it's kind of an in-between. Uh, it works. Like. It works. Sure. Yep. yep. Sure. Um, are you officially uh, okay with Christmas decorations now? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got mine up in the house, yeah. But just not a day before October 31st. Nope. Nope. I mean, it's got to be November 1st before you even start thinking about it. Oh yeah, especially when it's the, especially when it's the uh, the the stores, the box stores, Walmart, Target. Like I want to see, I want to see fifty percent off sales because they didn't sell everything. And that might, actually, now that you say that, maybe that's why they don't do it because all the Halloween shit's already gone by October twentieth. Yeah, they don't order enough. Yeah, but but usually by October like twenty third, twenty fourth, I'm like. Okay, let's let's go see if there's anything else like that we can get. Yeah, you know what I mean, like Halloween decorations or like, or you know Halloween candy. We tried to go and get some Halloween candy like uh, the day before Halloween. Everybody was like, "We're sold out, completely sold out." It's like all Christmas candy and shit like that now. And I'm you want like, some candy canes, kids. Right, and it's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. So like, buy more, buy enough to get through the season. Yeah. Otherwise, just. Piss off. Piss all the way off. <laughs> You're angry. I love it. I hate these box stores for doing that shit. They did Halloween dirty. They, they really did. Now, to be fair, I'm not even thinking of buying Christmas decorations in October. So is there a benefit of actually putting it out that early? No. I wouldn't think so. I mean, I say that. I've bitched and moaned on uh, Facebook and Twitter about all this. And there was a couple of people who said, like, well, I just bought some Christmas decorations. I mean, so I, there are people out there that I... Probably do. I hope you block them. But you you got to figure that, like, you, as a store, you are wasting real estate by doing that. By, like, eliminating the holiday season that's in effect right now and looking two months ahead. Well, yeah. That's that's why, like, I was like, okay, well, like, December 15th, I want to start seeing Valentine's Day shit. 
because that's February 14th. Right. That's two, two months, months away. Yeah. Like, I need to see Valentine's Day shit December 15th. But no, we're going to see Christmas shit till like mid-January. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Walmart. Good God, you're angry. I love it. Um, well, this is good news. Hopefully, you're not upset about this. Uh, Bells. This is a local thing, so most people won't get this. We'll do a little, little bit of a deep dive here. Bells is returning. Yeah. Now, I shared this on Facebook, but I'm I saw going a few to be people did. I'm going to be honest. I believe it when I see it. When well, they yeah. Start breaking ground. Sure. Because this is like the third time we've heard Bells is coming back. Oh, I, I mean, you know how many times I've seen Cas Benitas coming back? Right. I saw someone share that the other day. I got all excited. It's for one in Colorado. Yeah. It's like, do some research before you post shit. Yeah. Come on. And like Bells, the owners of Bells had like a, a GoFundMe a few years ago. I don't know if you remember that or not. I don't. Yeah. What the hell happened to that money? Well, apparently they're <laughs> using it now, you know. I hope so. So anyway, if anyone does not know what Bells is, if you're not local to this area, Bells was like a smaller amusement park we had here in Tulsa. Yeah. It was kind of, it was definitely a historical landmark, I would say. Yeah, it was. It should have it's been. It's a parking lot now. Yeah, and it was part of the fairgrounds. And mm-hmm. so when the fair was in town in the fall, like September usually, they would put that into Bells. And yeah, so it was like one big thing. And big it was combined. awesome. Yep. And everybody loved Bells. It, was, it wasn't the biggest theme park, but it was fun. It was okay. Yeah. I mean. For a local theme park, it was fine. Yeah, there wasn't. To me, there wasn't anything super spectacular about it. Uh, also, too, I, I kind of am butthurt about Bells uh, because in in my glory days of being 300 plus pounds, I was once told that I was too hefty to ride the log ride. And that that didn't sit well with old Bainsky. Really? I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, I was too. They said I was too big. Which it was probably just some kid being a dick. Well, yeah, because four adults sit in that thing. Right. And so. It it would be a weight limit. It wouldn't be one person. Right. That's dumb. Well, I was was riding with a couple other people, but yeah, they told me. Told me I was a little too hefty to ride it. So. That's shitty. Yeah. So I think that was the last time I went to Bell's after that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, they had a couple of things. They had the log ride. There was the Phantasmagoria, which I never actually went in. You didn't. Uh, oh, never, it was great. Never went in there. Um, it was a spook house. Yeah, I did know that. Um, but it was, you know, it was like a lot of ghosts. I mean, it wasn't anything spectacular. The the freaking Zingo was a spook house all in itself. That yes. that uh, that wooden roller coaster. My if, God. if they get that back up, I'd be shocked. Um, that I, I they have to bring it back in some capacity. It'll be new new. I'm okay equipment. with it bringing it back as. As the Zingo, but new stuff. It, yeah, it'll be a new equipment because I'm sure that, that was termites holding hands. Right, dude. I'm sure that wood's rotted like all to hell now. There's no way they could rebuild that. No, uh, but that one dip down and you go into the Joker's mouth, mm-hmm. which that was cool as shit. Oh yeah, um, but everyone's hands would be up and they'd all drop them. It looked like they were gonna hit. It was way too close. I'm sure if you left your hands up, you probably would have hit. <laughs> but, you would think not, but yeah. Uh, and then there was also the Wildcat. A lot of people don't talk about that. The Wildcat, because somebody actually died on that roller coaster. They actually took that down in the later years. Yep. And they replaced it with a different ride. Yeah, so the Wildcat was a smaller roller coaster. It wasn't a train. It was like a single car. Yep. And it fit four people. And if I remember correctly, at one hill, you know how those roller coasters click up? Uh-huh. It got stuck. And, and it started rolling backwards, and when it did, it came off the track, yep. and it fell back. Yeah, and a guy died, actually. Yeah, yeah so it was, a, bad it was deal. a rough thing. And then they got rid of that, but I don't remember much else. They had the pirate ship. 
Yeah, that was the the fan, Pharaoh's Fury. Yep. They had the Himalaya. Yeah, I remember the Himalaya. That was fun. And they had that one ride where you stand up. I can't remember what it was called, like the Super Go Round or something. Oh, where like it, it's Gravitron three thousand. Is that what it's something called? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, where it like just it because it's so fast, it holds you to the wall, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That one was fun. They had like the bullet that's kind of like went up and down. Mm-hmm. And it would kind of almost go upside down, but not quite. They had the octopus. Yep. That one was fun. Yep. They had like the scrambler. That's like a carnival ride, though. Kind of goes. Yeah, yeah. You see that everywhere. Uh, a couple of water slides, um, bumper cars. I mean, they had some fun stuff for what it was. And it was cool because it was right, right next, not immediately next door, but pretty much right next door to Big Splash, mm-hmm. which uh, now it's Safari, Safari Joe. Joe's. And and so that was that was fun. But like, yeah, it was it was cool for what it was. But I remember the biggest thing about it was when the fair would come in. That was when it was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a fun time. So I saw on their page when they said it's coming back 15 years since they closed. I didn't realize it had been that long. Yeah. Dude, that's a freaking long time. That's crazy. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely insane. Yeah, because I, I was a teenager last time I went, and it shut down like a few years after the last time I went. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I don't know, wild. Definitely mm-hmm. wild. But anyway, we got a lot of wrestling talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break. Cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out Stone Cold. Big underscore, man. We got a full board of wrestling topics, so we're going to dive into them here. Uh, Let's start with uh, this one. This was kind of an interesting episode. We finally got to the season finale of Dark Side of the Ring, the steroid trial. This was the episode I was probably most looking forward to because that's such a crazy story and a lot of the footage like you know vince on those talk shows i i hadn't seen that yeah i didn't realize and i never saw him like staring daggers at dave Meltzer, which is just hilarious but um pretty interesting episode um i will and i'm not trust me i'm not gonna i'm not on here to defend vince i still don't really know why he was on trial because i never felt as though that he was making his guys take the gas I think there is probably that precedent of he's going to push the big guys, but I don't, I don't know. It's that seems a little off to me. It's kind of one of those things where it's like on his watch, though. Yeah, I think that's why. I mean, it's same same thing where like. Well, no, he was on trial for giving it. Well, I mean, but like that's kind of the same thing. I mean, it's yeah, but it's a little. It's not like so much like here, take this, you know, like. Letting people know that he was, I don't feel like he was totally in the know. I mean, like, he obviously knew, yeah, but he wasn't like distributing, which is what I think he was on trial for. Well, I mean, I wasn't there one of those guys, nails or something like that, that said like he did, you know? Yeah, there's also the same guy that got caught choking him, right? <laughs> so he's probably not the most credible witness, but um, no, I mean, I'm not saying that, but I mean, that hell, that could have been why I got started. Yeah, it could have been. I, I think a lot of it, too, and I didn't realize that, that steroids were legal up until like 91. Yeah. So that's probably when there's probably that crossover period of like legal to illegal. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's, it's kind of like marijuana, right? I mean, yeah. I've, heard, I've heard when weed was illegal and then it became legal, there's people still in prison for it. Yeah. And it's I like, think there still are. Right, and so that's that weird gray area because it's like, well, they broke the law that was in effect at the time. Yeah, but now it's not a not illegal. It's kind of a weird. Yeah, it's a weird gray area, I guess. Um, I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people were kind of like, yeah, Vince knew I took him, but he never told me to or forced me to or 
gave him to me. It was just he was aware, and yeah. and I think that could be. It didn't. It didn't do a lot for his character. I know that. But yeah. I was also very. I we talked about this before, but they got Jerry McDivitt on there. That's quite a. That's quite a get to get like the WWE lawyer interviewed. I was shocked by that because I was wondering. You know, I would feel like. I mean, maybe he doesn't. I mean, maybe he does whatever the hell he wants. I would feel like he'd almost have to get Vince's approval for that. Well, I mean, he probably represents more than just Vince. Well, so. he's, al- he's also a lawyer, so he knows what to say, what not to say. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, and he—I thought he presented himself pretty well. Well, and he was very much, you know, making Vince look good throughout the whole episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but definitely an interesting episode. I, I think I feel like there's a lot more there that they didn't dive into, though. Yeah, and they did leave quite a bit out, but it was still it was still pretty fun. But Dark Side of the Ring's a fun show. Now that being said, if they try to do a fourth season, what the hell do they cover, man? Uh, they can cover Hulk Hogan, you know, just a whole season of Hogan. Yeah, I mean a, a whole episode. I mean he's done a lot of bullshit. I mean they touched on him. the blatant lie. Yeah, I mean they touched on that. I mean they can spend about forty five minutes of all the dumb shit he's done over the years. Oh yeah. And then even cap it off with the most recent thing. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, I I think eventually he will have one. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's there's still stories to tell. I mean, there's always going to be stories to tell, but I still think one on China would be good. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, it's also one of those things like. There was a Vice China documentary. I, I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it, but I've heard I've heard there was. But I mean, like Johnny K Nine and a lot. Like, I didn't know a lot of that, so there's a lot yeah. that probably we're not even aware of that would that I'm would sure. work well. Yeah. I still think Arn and Sid's scissor fight would be interesting, especially because they're both alive. Yeah, if you could get both of them to kind of tell their side, like that's that's kind of a, a deep cut because there's probably a lot there to discuss. But still, I mean, it's quite a story. I want one on Scott Steiner. Just <laughs> yeah, just everything about the guy. Yeah. Yeah, because he is a freaking almost dying in Puerto Rico and yeah. everything. You know that guy's a he's a mess. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's there would be a lot there would be a lot of interesting stuff there. Yeah. With, with Scott Steiner, uh, Jeff Hardy will be an upcoming guest on Steve Austin's Broken Skull Challenge. That or a Broken Skull Sessions. I'm sorry, not Broken Skull Challenge, dude. I think that's a fun. That'll be a fun one. I think. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there that we could that, that they could talk about. I think so. I think Jeff Hardy's one of those guys that's still kind of. Sh- we're obviously getting into this. It's shocking that he's still in WWE. It's like, oh, yeah, Jeff Hardy's still there. Because they don't use the guy at all. Not in the way you would think a company would use a Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very surprising. Uh, the Ruthless Aggression series might be coming back before too long. Of course, it is Peacock, so we don't know. I feel like I felt like this was coming back like a year ago. The Ruthless Aggression series? What is that? Uh, they, they did a series back before it switched to Peacock. On They did like an episode on Lesnar and Cena. Okay. And just kind of the... The Ruthless Aggression era. They're supposed to do four or five more episodes. Okay. And, um, yeah, they never, they haven't happened yet. So, yeah. of course, it's Peacock doesn't roll stuff out very well. well usually. What the hell happened to the Lex Luger documentary? Still hadn't happened. I mean, geez. There has to be something in there that they didn't like, and they're doing an edit. Yeah. And trying to reshoot some stuff. Because why else would it? It was supposed to come out in July. Yeah. It's almost, it's November now. Six months later. Yeah. Still don't have it. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. Are they holding out till next July? Because he's a he's an American guy. There's got to be something in there about like his past that they didn't like. There's yeah. got to be, and so they're they're re-editing something. Because why else would it take this long? Yeah, who knows? Um, 
This is obviously the biggest story, so we'll, we'll dive into this next, I guess. Uh, WWE, this just this week, um, it's weird. Mm. As, as, as the weeks go, I get on my phone and I, I make little notes of things to talk about for the show. Mm-hmm. And it never ceases to amaze me how many times I've written down WWE releases. Yeah. More this week. 18 names. Um, some I didn't really know. But then some, I, obviously, we knew. Um, I think the two most notable for most everybody was Karrion Cross and Keith Lee. They also uh, released Eva Marie. They released uh, Nia Jax. Um, is it Frankie Monet? Is that her name? Yeah, Taya Valkyrie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Scarlett, uh-huh. who was uh, with um, with Karrion Cross, obviously. And a few other people. I'm trying not to leave people out. I had Lucha House Party. I know it was all cut, which I guess... Grand Matalik actually asked for his release a while yeah. back, so not really surprising. Um, dude, this is this is getting weird, is it not? They're 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 starting to bare bones it, you know, and whatever, you know, it is what it is. This is not this is not the same company it was three years ago. It's not. It's it's hard for me to really even want to support them anymore though and yeah. i'm seeing a lot more people online saying the same thing yeah it, it's just like what the hell like what what is going on here like why are we like, why carrying cross and keith lee i don't i don't get it well but here's the thing you say like more and more people online are, are wanting to support them WWE doesn't give a shit about you and me. They don't no, give a shit. Of course not. They don't give a shit about the people who actually watch the company. Yeah. They give a shit about the people who don't watch the company. Yeah. You're if right. We're going to we're going to watch to spite ourselves. Yeah. They're they're trying to get to those people. And so like, yeah, they don't give a fuck about our opinions on this shit. And You're not wrong. And the the whole thing is like I I they released their future yesterday. Like and Carrying Cross, Keith Lee. I know Keith Lee's a little bit older, but I don't think he's that much older. Like, isn't he like 40, maybe? He's like 36, 37. 36. So, I mean, he's got plenty of time. I think Carrying Cross is about 34, 35. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I mean, they're they're not young, but they're not old yet. I mean, they've got probably a good 10, 15 years left. Yeah. And they kind of released their future when they got rid of these guys. Because, I mean, Carrying Cross, the first time I saw Carrying Cross, especially on the main roster, climbing up the steps on freaking raw or SmackDown, whichever one it was, he reminded me of Batista. And I was like, if this guy can cut out the intensity shit and just be cool as fuck, like that's Batista again. And they don't, they're never going to give him that chance. And it's like, but then they put him in that weird mask and shit. Yeah. And it's, I, I don't know. I, I get at the same time. I get like Batista was a deacon. You know what I mean? When right. he first showed up, Sometimes you got to get through those shit gimmicks, but like you say that, but you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't have to, but, but that's the culture. But that, unfortunately, that's, that's the WWE side of it. Yeah, but like with Karrion Cross, they didn't even give him a chance to get through the shit gimmick. Yeah, they were like, "Well, this isn't working. You're released." <laughs> I feel like you'd be firing the Hardy Boys in '99. Yeah, like they put him in the the tight shirts and the pants, put him with Michael Hayes, and then they put him mm-hmm. with the Brood. And yeah. It's not working out. Not working. This new brew didn't, didn't cut it. Because it's like they needed time to become huge stars. But again, you say that, and like 
2021, Jeff Hardy's like barely utilized. It's like, right. what the hell Chasing happened? Chasing after the 24-7 championship. Look what the hell happened? Yeah. You know, it's freaking, he's a former WWE and world heavyweight champion. Yep. What the hell happened? It's it's yeah. insane. At the end of the day, WWE has their guys, and they have the guys that they just signed to be there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think any of those people that got let go were people that WWE looked at as their guys. Well, for so long, they were hoarding talent. What has changed? What I wonder why that mindset is different now. I, I mean, obviously money, but why? Yeah, I mean, well, the, there's another option. So people are spreading the wealth financially. Yeah. You know, a lot of people aren't spending as much money on WWE because now they got AEW. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I would assume WWE is taking a hit financially because of AEW. Sure. And so they're probably getting rid of a lot of the fat that are the people that they see as fat. I still think, and this is what I said when you first sent me this, because the last time they had big cuts, and I know even Marie got cut, but the last time they had big cuts, we saw even Marie and then we saw Logan Paul and Logan Paul was there every now and then for a few months. I'm sure it was pay by appearance and I'm sure it was a shit ton of money. I'm of the mindset. They're going to bring somebody in very soon. And it's going to be a big, big name celebrity, and it's going to be a lot of money, and that's why they needed to make budget, quote unquote, budget cuts. Right. Okay. But who out there was like, I really need to watch WrestleMania because Logan Paul is making an appearance. Yeah, Snooki's going to be there. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I've never understood that. No. It. It. Again. It. It. But it's not for us. It's to bring in those fans that don't watch wrestling. Yeah. Like, oh, Logan Paul's going to be there. I watch him on YouTube because I'm a douchebag. Yeah, I'm gonna watch wrestling, but like, that's baffling, isn't it? It's it's a terrible mindset, but at the same time, AEW did it with Shaq. Yeah, I mean, AEW does this. It's it's kind of part of wrestling, but then again, AEW is more for the wrestling core. Yeah. Whereas WWE, they don't give a shit. They just want those casual viewers. But I'm way more into seeing Shaq than Logan Paul. Oh, big time! Shaq's <laughs> at least a fan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and he's like, he's an athlete, and it's like, right. he, okay, he's also a giant. So there's something there, you know. Like there's something that, and from a marketing standpoint, it's like, okay, I get that. Yeah. Um, Logan Paul, not not even at, at all. There's nothing about Logan Paul that I ever want to see, ever. Yeah, yeah. That guy can go work at a McDonald's, and I'd be like, well, I'm never going to that McDonald's again. Uh, even Murray getting cut. Um, thoughts on that? I feel like don't I mean care. I don't either, but they they spent a lot of money probably to bring her back and why? Yeah, she's hot. I get it, but they have a lot of women that are attractive. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't use Scarlett. Yeah, she's hot as hell. I know. I mean, is what it is. I I don't know. I they shouldn't have brought her back in the first place. I I waste of time. Yeah, you know what I mean. Huge waste of time. She's one of those that. And this is just a this is a very judgmental thing of me to say, but it seems like she's just coasting off of her looks. Mm. Super judgmental thing for me to say, and I get it. But like, she's not, she hasn't she's been there on and off for what ten years? <laughs> oh, since I was in developmental since 2012. She didn't get better. Like, yeah, I mean, shit. Mandy Rose has been there half the time, and she's incredible. No. I mean, I, um, she's great. She's really good. Yeah. But, like, she's I, just hot. <laughs> I remember that Simon Gotch made a statement one time, and um, and I, this always stuck with me because Kelly Kelly was up on the roster. Mm-hmm. Hot as hell. Oh, yeah. And still is. And they were showing her stuff on how to wrestle and things like that. And um, I said something about, like, uh, it's just 
so pointless to try to teach these some of these girls how to wrestle. And that was the, that was the mindset then mm-hmm. more than it is now because they have a lot of women that can work. But sure. at that time, they were kind of training them on the go, hiring models and seeing yeah. if they could make something out of them, which I've never thought is the right call. No. But that's what they were trying to do. And he goes, you know what's even funnier? She's been wrestling longer than you have. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, she has. Because this is like 2008, yeah. 2009. Mm-hmm. And she debuted in 06. It's like, you've been there like half a decade. Yeah. Like, you should be able to do this now. And four or five years, like, that's insane. Yeah. And, but again, if you have no passion for wanting to be better, why you, you won't be. And that's just it. I would rather, me, myself, as a fan, I would rather have 100 Shayna Baszler's. Than one more Eva Marie. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't need to see a, a pretty face. Yeah. When I'm watching a combat sport. Right. Yeah. And it's, it was probably the right move. I guess she was off making a movie. So they're so. just like, yeah, peace, easy. Easy. Yeah. Um, Keith Lee. I feel like this guy's had a really rough go for the last couple of years because this is about the fourth time he's been released from WWE now. Not released, but. Well, he's, he's said he's been there like three times. Well, he did tryouts, but he wasn't oh, okay. ever signed. Okay. But, um, but he had a lot of start and stops. When he did Survivor Series and it was him and Roman, mm-hmm. it felt like this guy was a can't miss. Yeah. Then he does the Rumble with Brock, and it's like, wow. they And Brock put him over well. Hell yeah, he did. And I'm like, I felt like that was like, they're teasing a future match. Yeah. Because like that's money. Brock Lesnar, Keith Lee. I'll pay for that. Yeah, I mean it's like it's a it's a huge can't miss, and, and Keith Lee's so freaking athletic. It's like holy shit. Yeah, he is like that once in a lifetime special athlete where you're like, this dude's fantastic. Yeah, they put him in a singlet. You're like, okay, changes music. All right, he got sick, and I know that's a, no one's fault, but they bring him back now. It's like, oh, you're Bearcat Keith Lee. Yeah, and I guess one of Adam Cole's last pitches is they tried to make him Keith Lee's manager. Yeah. And I, I don't know if you saw that. I guess John Silver on AEW was kind of making fun of that and calling him a goofy name, which is I guess they wanted to change his name to something goofy. Oh and yeah, they want. He's like, yeah, get rid of that long hair. Like, what's that doing for you? Cut that off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like they're giving them ammunition, you know. Right, like, right. I, again, it's like you look at Adam Cole. It's like this guy is a star. Yeah, he was clearly like one of these stars of NXT. Yep. And it's like you just pass him on over to AEW. Yep. Made man. Could it could have been groomed to be the next Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Yep. And then nothing. Yeah, then nothing. And and Keith Lee, I think, is is in that category of like most people felt like this guy's gonna be a this guy's gonna be somebody very, very soon. Nope. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 hard to find the right words, isn't it? It really is. And what what frustrates me, especially about Keith Lee, is he's not only this mountain of a man, he is probably one of the most athletic big men. I've ever seen in my life. Right. And he's shockingly athletic for his yes. size. And that's what makes him special. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, not only like incredibly athletic, incredibly smooth, like everything yes. he does, it looks like he's freaking got butter on his body. Like he is just the smoothest <laughs> son of a bitch I've ever seen in my life. And the fact that you would not want to keep that guy, not only on your roster, but at the top of your roster is just insane. Yeah. I don't get it. He's one of those guys where, like, especially for your part-time crews, like the Goldbergs and the Brock Lesnar's, like this, he's a legitimate opponent for those yeah. guys. Yeah, like that would have been money, I think. Yeah, and 
And th- and that's another thing. Like I know you're not a Goldberg fan. They're paying him millions of dollars to wrestle twice a year. I'd watch a Keith Lee Goldberg match. Right, but I mean, no one's clamoring for Goldberg. No one's out there saying like, man. Right. I hope they sign up for another two more big matches. Hell, Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> yeah, it just like, no one gives a shit. Goldberg's like, biggest fans are in Saudi Arabia. Apparently, I don't know. It's just it, it's a wild time, man. I don't even know what to. Oh, uh, we got a, Harry Smith. Harry Smith, yes. Yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, Harry Smith to me was like the biggest one, just because it was like, oh shit, yeah, he was there. They brought him back. He had this crazy promo backstage, and then never saw him on TV. Yeah. Okie dokie. I think he got COVID actually shortly after that. Did he? And uh, so he was out obviously for probably for three weeks, maybe. Sure. But he, I mean, that was months ago. He should be fine and good to go by now. You, not okay. Not only is he the son of the effing British bulldog, to me, and I, it's probably just because everybody was bigger back then. He looks like he's twice the size of the bigger British bulldog. He's six five, six like, six. Big dude, big old boy, and. The older he gets, the meaner he looks, and it's like, you don't want to use that? Like, come on. He's a legitimate shooter. Yeah. He's strong as an ox. Yeah. Can't find a spot for this guy. Jeez. Him and Walter, UK main event. That'd be insane. It would be money. Although, I I think he'd probably dwarf Walter. He probably would. Yeah. He'd make Walter, and that might be why he never went over there, because it'd make could, Walter look like a small guy. Could be, yeah. Yeah. Um. Because I think in Walter only like six one, I don't know. I've never. He doesn't he, look he, very tall when he gets into. I was going to say NXT. he looks taller than that, but he does wrestle a lot of short guys, doesn't he? Yeah, I it's think that, he's it's only, that Sylvester Stallone syndrome. I think he's only like six one, right? Which I mean, I saw I saw a picture with, and it could be that this guy, I can't remember who it was on Twitter. It was, it was one of our uh, mutual f- people that we follow. He took a picture with Walter, and like Walter was a little bit shorter than him. Oh, really? So maybe. Maybe it's just that that dude's super tall. I cannot remember who that was. Um, was, it Kla- was it Nick? Colossus Nick? Maybe uh, he's just a big old boy. Could be. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. he's a UK guy. Yeah. So, yeah, it could be. I don't know. It's that's wild, though. Yeah. I mean, it's it's very, very, it's very strange. I don't, I don't know. Like, Harry yeah. Smith seems like I can't miss. <laughs> right. I mean, I, and this is another name that he he's still there, last I checked anyway. But Samoa Joe was released and then saved by Triple H. Do you mm. feel like <laughs> he's going to get released again? Like Vince is like, what the hell? I thought I let go of that guy. Yeah, he's going to cut released. him again. Yeah, he's going to get released again. He's not. Again, it goes back to that one thing with, with Vince. I don't think uh, Vince. Vince looks at marketability, I think. I don't think he looks at like really in ring talent. No. Um, I think that's why the Miz is still there. Uh, and Right. And, and not that the Miz isn't good. Like. I think he tells great stories and everything when he's in the but ring. He's had he's, his run, dude. Right. And um but like I mean if you look at like Bobby Lashley, like Bobby Lashley's a good looking dude. I mean, uh Drew McIntyre, Drew McIntyre's a good looking dude. It's not that these guys can't work, but like that marketability's there. Mm-hmm. Small Joe. I mean Okay, but you say that, but look at Karrion Cross. He's a good looking dude. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. he's a legitimate badass and he right. looks like it. And right. his fiance is like ridiculous. Yeah. So I just it's I a can't miss. But if you look at if you look at like most of the guys that are at the top, they're all good looking people. Like none of them are ugly. It's not it's not like back in the in the day when you know you had Macho Man Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's always been an ugly motherfucker. But like yeah. Then on the flip side of that, you had freaking Earthquake, yeah. King Kong Bundy. You know what I mean? Like it was like 
it was like good looking guys and then ugly as shit on mm-hmm. the other side for the heels. And so yeah. now it's like everybody's pretty, you know? Well, that's television, right? Right. I mean, I've heard one thing, one thing said actually about the office was like they had to f- hire not exactly attractive people. Yeah. Because they wanted it to look real. Yeah. And it, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, I get that they have some form of thought of what they want. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, why did why would you take the time to sign all these people? Because like, I guess that girl from like that NXT group, I don't know what their name is, like the Hit Club or something, Bad B or something like yeah. that. It's Hit Row is the name of the group. She was just signed to a new deal like last week. They said, yeah, and it's like, could you imagine? Like, like, what the hell? That's got to be like just soul crushing. Of course, when something like that happens, it's like. You're on the highest of highs. You just got to the main roster. You're going to be touring and stuff like that. Like one week later, ah, sorry. We're getting rid of you. Yeah. Oof. I don't get it, man. Yeah. It sucks. It really does. And then this will be an interesting topic to dive into. Kyle O'Reilly, they have announced his his contract is up in December. So about 30 days. Um, Tonight, as we record this, him and Johnny Gargano were supposed to be going to SmackDown to do a dark match. Okay. Because apparently, you know, we need to get... We need to get eyes on these guys because they haven't been under contract yeah, for four we, years. We don't watch NXT. Let's see you on this ring. I mean, do you have a Peacock subscription? <laughs> you know, like, Jesus. It's it, 10 bucks a month, Vince. Yeah. I mean, it's like, good God. So, anyway, um, I've heard Gargano's contract expires relatively soon, too, and I don't remember when, but I think within the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. I was texting you yesterday when I was telling you about this. And I was like, it's possible we see the original Undisputed Era in, in AEW. Yeah. How the hell does that happen? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> more power to him. I mean, if I'm Kyle O'Reilly, I'm looking for an exit door. Are you not? If I'm anybody in that company, I'm looking for an exit door. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, I am. If And, and if I'm in NXT, I don't want to go to the main roster. Right. Like, hell no. Not on your life, pal. That sounds like hell. Especially a guy who is, both of them, who are relatively, like, average size individuals. Yeah. Not 6'4". Not Jack to the gills. But even that, just the overly scripted promos, just all the stupid shit you got to deal with, that sounds terrible. So, again, like, will Kyle O'Reilly and, and Johnny Gargano make AEW the number one company? No. But I do find it funny that the bi- big competition was, like, with NXT and AEW, and now they've kind of, like, like, I wouldn't have thought in two years AEW would have a vast majority of NXT's roster. Yeah. And it's kind of looking that way now. It's... Yeah. Dude, it's it's wild. It's really um, it's one of those things. I I I don't know about Tony Khan's pocketbook, but I just think he needs to slow his roll on signing everybody, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, we still haven't seen Wyndham Rotunda show up anywhere. And yet. It, yeah, and it sounds like everybody uh, everybody they said signed to from Ring of Honor is actually true. Oh, uh, is that? I mean, it seems like it. Everybody kind of is winking at it right now. So. Um, you know, I know Danhausen actually got injured like right afterwards. Broke his leg in like two places. Yeah. Um, so, but I think um, there was somebody somebody in that group that I saw like really winking at it, you know, on Twitter. And so I kind of think there's some, you know, validity to that statement. Mm-hmm. But who knows? But I think that Brian needs to slow his roll, man. That It's going to be a lot. It's going to be to a point where we're going to be like, man, AEW is hoarding talent. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and I again, what have I said from the beginning? Vince is trying to drown him. Yeah, and I and I kind of wonder if that's really the case. Yeah, but that, that's just not a smart decision. I, I don't think, think so either. Because it's know? not. 
I mean, Tony Khan's got more money, you know. Yeah. It's just uh, I, I, I think I don't think he's he's at all short on names. Dark Elevation, Rampage, Dynamite. He'll yeah. come up with another one. Sunset. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure he'll be like, I can come up with as many names as you want. You know, kind of like Michael Scott Paper <laughs> Company. <laughs> Michael, that's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I just I I don't know. I do think he needs to slow his roll because it's getting to be a little bit too much. And and I mean, with this influx of bigger names, I mean, it's, I don't know. What are you going to do with all these guys? Exactly. Yeah. And especially if you're a low tier guy on AEW. Yeah. Doesn't bode well. Yeah. Joe Janelle is going to come to WWE and rock it. Yeah. I'm surprised he's still there. I haven't seen him <laughs> in a long time. I think he's on Dark still. I I'm watching Dark and I haven't seen him on there. Oh well, maybe he's on like. Pitch black dark. I don't know. Apparently, uh, Samurai Del Sol made some uh, made some headway. Uh, <laughs> showed up on AEW uh, Dynamite. Uh, him and Arrow started a challenge FTR for the AAA tag titles, which was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, he put a little post out there, like saying thank you to his friend John. Mm-hmm. You know, Huber, aka Brody Lee, which he misspelled. Yeah. And was uh, quickly called out by Chris Jericho. Yep. A lot of people took Jericho to task for this. Yep. Which Amanda Huber, Brody's widow, defended defended Jericho. Yeah. Now, it's easy to have an opinion on this. Here's what I know. I don't know Samurai Del Sol, a.k.a. Kalisto, personally. But everything I've heard about him is that he is uh, he's a bit of a shyster. He, yeah. he, likes, he likes the freebies yeah. of being a WWE superstar, or when he was, and is constantly doing anything he can to get stuff for free. When you're that way, it kind of makes me think you're a disingenuous human being. Mm-hmm. And so that might be why he was called out. And I, I don't know. That's just me throwing a guess out there because I don't know. I don't know the guy. I don't know the situation. But the fact that Jericho called him out and then Brody's widow calls him out, like that's not a good look, man. Yeah. I I will say that it's uh, it's always best to, you know, not be public about everything, mm-hmm. you know, um, because when you're when you're in that status, not that I disagree with you or or even you know disagree with you know Amanda Huber, I, but when you're in that status and somebody is saying something nice and you're demonizing them for saying something nice, all it does is make you look like a piece of shit, mm-hmm. whether. You're in the right or you're in the wrong. It makes you look like the bad guy. And that's something that's best, like, it would have been better if Jericho would have been, like, in the back at AEW, like, hey, dipshit, you spelled his name wrong. Face-to-face. Sure. You know what I mean? But he's probably in that moment seeing that, and if if the guy, if, if, what, I'm, if what I'm thinking is accurate, and, again, this is all speculation mm-hmm. on my end, that would piss me off to no end. Yeah. And so, of course, hard, it'd be hard to be quiet about it. And anyone can say that they've probably posted or replied to something out of anger but, on social media. But what I would have done instead of that, if I was too pissed off, is I wouldn't have just been like, you spelled his name wrong. I would have been like, yeah, this guy's using his fucking name to get over. Mm-hmm. That's pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. I would have actually called out what he's doing instead of just that comment. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because and Jericho's got a nice little track record of being a piece of shit over the past couple of years. And so when I saw that, I immediately sided with Kalisto, not even realizing that, you know, he's kind of weird. Um, right. But 
I don't know. It, it just, it made him look bad. And then of course I saw Amanda's comment and I was like, okay, so there's obviously some, there's some validity to yeah, it. There's some truth here to him kind of being a weirdo. Yeah. It, it's one of those things, I guess somebody pulled up and this is another thing where I'm just like, why are people this way? Someone pulled up tweets from Miro mm-hmm. where he called him Brody, but he spelled it D Y not D I E. Right. And she's like, well, that was not his real name. Yeah. And Miro called me every day while he right. was sick. Right. Which obviously didn't go, um, that was not a public thing. Right. So she's probably looking at this from her perspective of a grieving widow yep. who's got young kids and seeing someone try to either garner sympathy or something. Like what he did, that's a shitty thing to do. It is, yeah. And and that's and that's the, the part about it I think that makes me the maddest. And you know, Jericho's the type Jericho is Jericho. He'll call out, like, I mean, he got in Brock Lesnar's face. You know, like, the guy does no fear of anything, right or wrong. Right. But but I think sometimes you need, the world needs people like him that are not afraid to say whatever the fuck they want, you know, to, yeah, to call people out, especially when they're being pieces of shit. Yeah, but so, with Jericho, sometimes he's the one that's a piece of shit. I mean, I, from what I've seen. And there's a lot of stuff he says. I'm like, God, you're such a trash person. And, you know. Um, to be fair, though, like almost every GoFundMe for an, a legend that comes up, Jericho gives them like, for Paul Orndorff, he donated like, donated like five grand. Sure. I mean, like, so, yeah, I'm sure he has his faults, sure. But yeah. I think he ultimately does try to get back where he can. Right, but. I'm just saying, from what I've seen, he doesn't seem like a person I would get along with very yeah. well. well. And I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he he knows who he is, yeah. and he knows he's a big star. And yeah, he he, I've heard some stories about him as well, yeah, but not in the same vein as this. No, this is this is a um, weird thing. And the thing is, is like we don't necessarily know if him and Brody were good friends in WWE. I don't, you know what I mean? Like Jericho and Brody were right, but I yeah. mean, like I I. I know they played video games on up, up, down, down a few times. Like that's okay. But there's also like, to me, there's, that a difference. doesn't matter. I, I know that there's but like, and there's differences between acquaintances and friends course. And, and stuff like that. And I was friendly with Brody, but I haven't talked. I mean, I didn't talk to him after I left right. developmental. Like right. it just, we didn't really run in the same circles, but we always got along great. And I, the thing is, Brody was the type of guy anyone can get along with him. Yeah, you're you're the same way. Like your personality wise, everyone can get along with you. Yeah, but like who, who do you keep in contact with from high school? Right, uh, no one. Me, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. So, yeah. it's it's that thing of like I think I think putting it out there the way he did and misspelling his name in the process is just like, dude, come on, you know, yeah. like that's just not a smart thing to do. Yeah, I yeah no, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's um. I mean, what caught me is when Amanda chimed in. Yeah. You know, if she would have told Jericho to fuck off, then it would have been, you know, okay. But yeah, the fact that she was kind of like, well, you know, this, this, and this, it's it's like, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Kalisto's kind of a weirdo. Right. And, you know, like I've said before, and we could beat this to death, but I think Jericho's probably the type where he probably has – Helped out Amanda if she needed. I'm it. sure, and and the kids. He was right. Stuff. He was right there when it happened. Right, and so I think he'd be the type to make sure Brody Junior's okay, and yeah. and and not that anyone there wouldn't, because I feel like he's very well taken care of. Yeah, there, you know, like 
even if you watch like Rhodes to the top, you see him hanging out with all the Dark Order guys, and he's on their shoulders and stuff. They they clearly have yeah. taking to him very well. Like I was on some of the Dark episodes, he comes out with them, which is, yeah. is awesome. Like it's yeah. it's great that they've they've been so good to him. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, EW's been great to that family, right? And so I think. But like I said, Jericho got in Lesnar's face because he thought he shot on Randy Orton. Yeah. That takes some freaking balls. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting in Brock Lesnar's face. Yeah. And he was ready to fight him. He's like, yeah, I knew you'd kick my ass, but I'm, I'm not going to back down from the guy. Yeah. And I mean, he whipped Goldberg's ass in the locker room. Yeah. Similar thing. That's I think that's who Jericho is. Yeah. And right or wrong, it's not always the, the right thing. But, sure. But I think sometimes, like if, if he had continued to get praise for that comment, it would it pissed everybody off. Thing is, is like I don't, I don't think he would have though. I think Jericho really brought attention to that because I don't follow but, but Kalisto. It, but if Jericho hadn't, right, it would have been like, oh man, you're so great, you know, you're doing it for Brody, and because that's how the fans are, because they don't know anything. Well, exactly. But they still don't. The th- my my whole thing is like they still don't, yeah, know anything, right? Like they don't, they don't know what you just told me about how like well he's kind of weird. And, you know and again, I mean? that's just all it does is make Jericho look bad. And I saw on TikTok some people were like bashing Amanda for getting on him. Right. I mean, like it it just makes you look bad. Do this shit in private. Yeah. Like call these people out in private. It just makes you look bad. I think it pretty well condemned him from getting another AEW spot. I would bet. Good. Yeah. Good. You know. I mean, work it that way. But like, don't make yourself look bad in the process. That's all I'm trying to say. No, I, I get it. We got a little bit of movie and TV talk. What do you say we dive into it? Let's do it. This is Break of and at the Movies. Yeah. This is Break of and at the Movies. Yeah. All right, fellas. Go ahead and take it from here. What you got now? I'll tell you what we got now. Big underscore Bane officially heals has been announced for a second season. Nice. Um, I have noticed... The only place still to be able to watch this is the Stars app. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a problem, I think, man. Yeah, because um, I, I I finished the first season. I immediately canceled my subscription with yep. no intention to resign until I guess they do a second season now. But yeah. I don't know. I just I'm kind of surprised it's not on Vudu or Amazon or somewhere else where people can check it out. It should be, and maybe it's one of those things where it will be available. Like, as I know, uh, Hulu now they've got like Dark Side of the Ring, mm-hmm. like the older older seasons whereas they didn't before so maybe it's one of those things like they'll wait till season and i know that's kind of how it is with uh rick and morty like um they won't put because they just wrapped up season five like a few months back they won't put that on hulu until they bring season six gotcha yeah so, it's just a waiting period yeah and so it could be the same way with with heels maybe they'll pop that on hulu or voodoo or whatever the fuck uh when when season two rolls around probably that's their idea I don't think that's a good strategy, though, because I feel like what you're doing is like... Not when people are clamoring to watch it. Right, and I think at the end of the day, like, for this show, yeah, I did sign up for a streaming service. My thought was, okay, I can do $9 a month for two months. Sure. No big deal. But I'm not going to keep it. I'm not watching anything else on there. I'm not going to use it anymore. And it was kind of a shitty service. Like, they still had ads, even though it's a freaking... Hey, oh really? Yeah, I mean it was only before the show, but still, it's like oh, that's Amazon Prime too. It's like three minutes of ads. Yeah. Like what the hell? I'm yeah. paying for this. This is stupid. So yeah. not a fan of that. But uh, but yeah, I'm excited. It's going to get a second season, so that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'll be cool. Morbius uh, is coming out. I think early 2022. 
part of the Sony Spider-Verse, I guess. I don't know. Um, okay. Looks like there might be some connection to the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, at least with Michael Keaton. Thoughts on this? Any interest? Uh, I, I'll Once I know more about it, I'll check into it. But I don't know much about the Morbius character. Morbius, the living vampire, who's a Spider-Man villain. Okay. He was in the animated series. Um, kind of a guy that kind of discovers vampirism and okay. becomes a vampire. He's loosely attached with Blade, which okay. is interesting because Blade will be Marvel. Yeah. And this is more Sony. So I don't really know how they're going to do this. But Michael Keaton shows up in the trailer, which... He was in Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. So they're kind of wondering if somehow they're going to merge the Spider-Man and, and Marvel Cinematic Spider-Man characters together. They should. They should, yeah, but it'll we'll see how it goes, I guess. Uh, Netflix announced the Netflix gaming service. Um, have you seen any of this? I have not. From what I gather, and I'm not super into all this, but apparently it's like an app. Mm-hmm. And it's like Netflix gaming. And I, so I'm thinking, oh, it'll be like a way to rent games. It's a way to rent mobile games. Well, not rent, but stream mobile games through this app, much like you would a movie or television show through Netflix. So it you pay the monthly fee, and all the, uh, the games in the app are free to play. There's no ads or anything, but it's like it's it's iOS games. It's not... I think it's actually just on Android now. It's not on iOS, I, so I, I could be wrong there. But yeah, it, it's it's mobile games. It's not. I mean, I, who the hell is going to pay for that? I don't. It's, so it's insane to me. So Apple has Apple Arcade, and when I got my new phone, they gave me like a three month trial for that. Mm-hmm. And I is it similar? Yeah, I mean, it's not just one encompassing app. It's um, but they have like a whole section dedicated to Apple Arcade games, and there are some fun games on there. But it's one of those things where I'm not gonna pay ten dollars a month for mobile games. Like I just that's ridiculous. Um, so as soon as my three months was up, I canceled it. But like there, there was like a, a video game developing game that was kind of fun. Um, I mean, there was they had like sports games and stuff like that on there that were fun. I mean, there was a lot of stuff on there that was fun. Sure. But it's one of those things like mobile. I'm not. I'm not spending ten dollars a month on something like that. And, and to me, like a mobile game is like I got Game Pass on Xbox and I barely use it. Well, yeah. I mean, like mo- to me, mobile games. It's like I'll download like a game and I'll play it for a little bit, then I stop playing it. Right. It's like yeah, Temple Run's fun, Fruit Ninja. You know, it's like you kind of go through it's, all of them. But it's fun while you're taking a poop. That's about it. Right. I mean, I, I couldn't imagine paying money for it. So I thought this was a little bit odd. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dumb. We've got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show where Greg and Rebain do a bit of toy talk. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show where Greg and Rebain do a bit of toy talk. All right, Big Underscore Bane, I showed you these um, over the break there. Um, Hasbro's releasing these new Marvel Legends figures, and they're X-Men from the X-Men animated series. The box, however, looks like a VHS tape box. Yes. Hasbro announced about a year or two ago that they were looking to move toward plasticless packaging, minus the plastic wrap that would be around it, mm-hmm. but not the uh, th- you know the plastic that would be on the front of the packaging and stuff. So now, what this does, this is a, a completely different type of thing. Now, the art on there looks amazing. I think sure. that that's really fun. And I, I assume you slide out the figure and. 
I think it'd be kind of cool. I know a lot of people like to collect VHS tapes now, so you kind of can do that, even yeah. though it's not really a tape, which is fine, because who has a working VCR these days? Right. Um, however, this presents a very interesting problem. If you buy this and you want to keep it in package, you will never actually see the figure. Yes. Yeah. Um, I Are you more of a, like, I know you're not a huge collector these days, but, like, if you were to collect something, are you more mint in package or open it up? Uh, I got to be open it up. I mean, I, I well, I say that. Every AEW figure I've had, I haven't opened up yet. Right. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I feel like just because of real estate, I got I got to open these up. Right. If more I space. Up. Yeah. Now, so that presents a, a thing with these. How could you not open these if you can't see them? Yeah, that, that's going to be a huge problem with these. I think if I think if Hasbro's wanting to do that, what they're going to have to do is figure out a way to just have it be, you know opened in the front and somehow secure the figure to where nobody can just grab it. Mm. But you got to have it open. People want to see that. Well, yeah, I would think, I mean, I know NECA has their, their ultimate figures come in a box and I'm sure you've seen them. They open like a book. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit, but it's again, it's plastic. You it's know? got that plastic sheet right in front. Yeah. yeah. There, there's something to, to see like, ah, that's what I'm buying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I would feel like because there's there's occasions, not all the time, but you'll see it sometimes where a figure will come out and the eyes are like off. Mm-hmm. So like I would hate to buy you know Wolverine or Mister Sinister or someone. Yeah. Like, oh, this looks so cool, and you open it up and it like, looks all goofy. Yeah. Like oh, wait, the wait. eyes on the forehead. Yeah, yeah, it's like what the hell happened? But if you can't yeah. see it, you can't see it. Yeah, and and so you know there there are plenty of figures and I say figures loosely I mean it's more like dolls and stuff the bigger dolls that are in like the the box you know and it's just mm-hmm. you can grab the doll right there but it's still secured into the box sure you know what I mean like yeah it's like an opening yes and so it's they they almost need to figure that out and do it that way if they're wanting to go plasticless mm-hmm. um but I like the idea for this particular line. I think the idea of having it in the VHS is kind of fun. I do too. I uh, think that I think it's a great idea. Yeah, but but right, these particular figures are going to have to open. One thing that's cool is on the spine, it it shows um, the character, mm-hmm. and all the the good guys are facing one way, and all the villains are facing the other way. But if you remember at the end of the cartoon, they would kind of run into each other. Yeah, I'm like, that's a fun idea. That's cool. So I dig the idea. I think that's really fun. But yeah, I agree. It's it's there's gonna have to figure something out on this. Yes, to make it where people can see it. Well, big underscore band, as you know, it is now officially November. Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds is in the review mirror, and uh, we are full steam ahead to Turkey Takedown. Yes, we are Breaker, and and I just gotta say, Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds was uh, an unpredictable night. Absolutely unpredictable. I mean, I predicted it. Uh, not, I, pre- not I predicted. Well, you didn't predict having a match, but I, that I did not predict that. I, I predicted the ending, though. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's a prediction when you put everything in motion to make it's it. Not happen. a prediction. It's a spoiler. Shout out to old Polly. Yeah, Polly. Yeah, that's what I call him. We're on a we're on a nickname basis. Sure, of course. Yeah. I always say that to people I don't know. Yep. Yep. Um, <clears throat> Breaker, we got to move things along. The inevitable assassins whoop that ass at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds. And of the Scranton Syndicate, of yes, course. Yes, yes. And we need a number one contender to the tag team championship. Yes, we do. And, you know, we have a new team, but I feel like they need to prove themselves a little bit. Of course and you it, do. Well, it's not like that. It's like you guys, you guys won one match, you know? 
let's let's get a little more under your belt. So I set up a four-team tag team tournament. The winner of this tournament is going to face the inevitable assassins at Turkey Takedown. I like that idea. And this this week we saw Soda Hunter and Ethan Chambers who have come together to call themselves the Pit Crew. I like the Pit Crew. They signed the paperwork. They're officially a tag team. It's all good to go. And they took on the Scranton Syndicate, who we once again are going to give an opportunity. But um, Pit Crew had obviously advanced. Uh, yeah, and I think it's great. I mean, these are the former number one contenders that they just yeah. mowed over. And let's not forget at Ghost Goblins and Grapple Holds, they were also victorious in their debut as a tag team. Yes, and so they, they advance and just... I'm looking forward to see what they can do in the finals Absolutely. of this tournament. Um, but, Breaker, we, we do know one match. And uh, the PHP Heavyweight Championship is going to be on the line at Turkey Takedown. Absolutely. I had it in my head that because Jordan Zeilinger lost, helped me out. Lost. Tomato, tomato. That's nope, I was that's going. Phrase. I was going. I was going to give him a rematch. You were going to, but you at didn't. Turkey Takedown. And so uh, the the main event of Turkey Takedown will be uh, our new champion, Drew Vinsel, defending against Mike the Cleaner, because that is what's right. Big underscore Bane, because Mike the Cleaner was screwed again by you, and uh, this is going to be quite the main event. I think it'll be a much different story. You know, I, I have all the respect in the world for Drew Vinsel. He's the first ever two-time PHPW champion. Do I like all of his methods? No, I don't. I do not, and I will admit that. But uh, no one can deny the fact that uh, the guy won that King of the Mountain championship. He cashed it in, and now him and Mike the Cleaner are going to go one-on-one. And I think now that Mike the Cleaner is prepared, he's had time to think about it, I think we're going to have a much different matchup at Turkey Takedown. You're welcome. I'm welcome. You're yeah, welcome. well, yeah, I'm I'm welcome to slap you around because I'm getting sick of this crap. Breaker. Go ahead, try it. I'm getting you're like you're damn lucky. This table's here. Move the table. This is a it's a heavy sturdy it table. It is not a heavy. It is sturdy a table. heavy sturdy table. And I just I'm getting sick of this crap, Breaker. Are you getting sick of real it? sick of it? I had a hell of a main event plan for Turkey Takedown. No, you didn't. Hell of a main event. Jordan Zeilinger. He lost. Why would make him Drew the number one? What would make him the number one contender? Mike the Cleaner tapped him out. Mike, then Mike the Cleaner lost, too. We got two losers. Yeah, because he was screwed by you. You say screwed. I say hard-fought loss. Okay? Really? That's what I say. Is that what you'd also say in your loss to Tier 1? I tried my best, Breaker. You weren't even wearing gear. That's your fault. I didn't know there was a match. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I, no, not between me and him. Always bring your gear, Bane. You never know what's going to happen, especially while I have 49% control. Well, you keep that attitude up. I'm going to bring my gear at Turkey Takedown, okay? Bring it. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to wear it. going to wash it? I'm going to whoop, whoop somebody's ass. Who are you going to whoop? Some 49% owner's ass. Well, what? Is that, are you calling me out? <laughs> I might be. Uh, okay. Well, how about that? How about how about me and you one-on-one at Turkey Takedown? You Finally. Want me, you, want, you want me to whoop that ass at Turkey Takedown? I'll do it, Breaker. Don't act like I won't. You better do it with a smile on your face. I will. And the thing is, here's the I, I don't want to just whoop your ass for fun. I mean, that's a fun day. But I don't want to whoop your ass for fun. If I whoop your ass and win, I want that 49%. Because I'm, I'm telling you, I'm sick of this crap. Okay. So you better really think it over. 
if you want to lose control or not. I, I, I will. How about this? You beat me at Turkey Takedown. I'll give you my 49% ownership. Okay. Good. Done. But. No buts. I beat you. I get your 50% ownership. And I want to make sure everything's up in the air. There's no tomfoolery afoot. I want to put both those contracts in a briefcase and hang them 15 feet above the ring. Oh, you want a ladder match? Ladder would make sense to get them down, so let's do it. You want a ladder match, Breaker? I do huh? want a ladder match. Fine. I, I, I have it on good authority. The ladders that we use don't support over 300 pounds. So good. You won't be able to climb anyway, you big son bitch. 285. Shit. Fine. Fine. You know what? Fine. Fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'll kick your ass. Give a shit. Oh, yeah. It's, it's happening. So what are you going to do when you lose control of PHPW? What am I going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do? We'll never know because I'm not going to. Yeah. I don't know about that. What are you going to do when you lose your 49%? What am I going to do when I lose my 49%? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Bane. I don't know what I will do. But I know one thing. I won't have to deal with you as a egotistical business partner anymore. I'll tell you what I'm going to do the minute I become 99% owner, though. I'm going to walk out to Adrenaline and demand that 1% owner show his stupid face because I'm going to take that 1% from him. Well, I guess you can try. I will. I guess you can try. I will try. Fine. So we got two matches. We it's going to be a good one. It's going to be quite the event there at uh, Turkey Takedown. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to... Do a little ladder practice, climbing the ladder quickly. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, uh, I'm about to hang up some Christmas lights, so I'm going to get plenty, plenty of practice. I hope you do. Yeah. Because I want to be smashing you right in the face with it, you knocking out all your teeth. You wish. I, yeah, I will. You wish. It's going to be brutal, and I can't wait. You're quick as a cat, Breaker. Are you? Quick, quick as a cat. Okay, we'll see about that. So Turkey Takedown is going to be quite the event coming your way in the end of November here. Uh, big underscore Bane, we also have our uh, 90s fad tournament. I'm going to look up the results right now. As we already know, um, Jinko Jeans moved on to the uh, semifinals, which really wasn't a shock. We had another matchup this past week, uh, which was the Beanie Babies versus the Furby. Yep. You want to talk about a shutout? Was it last time I saw it was still 100%. Beanie Babies wins 93% to 7%. Wow. So, like, that's freaking basically a shutout. Yeah. Beanie Babies will move on in the tournament. And um, I, I don't know. I, I'm kind of surprised Furby did so badly. I mean, not. I mean, I thought Beanie Babies would win, but I thought it would be a little closer than that. My God. Yeah, that's a... Uh... That's that's kind of kind of surprising. I mean, I knew Beanie Babies would win too, but yeah, I mean, Furby didn't get a whole lot of votes at all. It did not. So now we move on to our uh, our other semifinal match. This might be the most unique match of the tournament: the Macarena Dance versus Yikes Pencils. So these are very different types of things. Very different. Um, let's talk about the Macarena Dance. Um, I feel like ninety four, ninety five. Everybody was doing this stupid dance. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I I feel like we may have people listening that don't even know what this is. If you if you're listening and you don't know what the Macarena dance is, Google it. 
YouTube it. It's there. I'm sure. It's there. Where does this come from? I don't know. It's some sad white person made it up. <laughs> it was it didn't last long, did it? I mean it was, it was probably a good it was probably a good year and a half in the mainstream and then you saw it in weddings for the next decade. Yeah. Yeah. After that I think it died down. The uh the cha cha slide came out and just I, I don't killed its it, momentum. I don't remember it in weddings. I'm I'm sure it happened though. But yeah, definitely a, a weird one. Um I feel like it's one of those things where it's so retro. I don't even know if people would know what it is though. Like this new generation, be like, what's the, what are, you, what are they doing? Why are they have, holding their hands out like that and touching their head and their hips? And then, yeah, I mean, and shaking their butt. You, well, you do point. the whole like, I'm laying in a coffin move with your hands over your shoulders and stuff like that, and then you put put it on your butt and and then it's like then shake. It's know? almost not even a dance. No, it none none of those white people dances are dances. Like, yeah. like same with a cha cha slide. You're just stomping your foot and then sliding to the right, sliding to. I mean, it's dumb. Yeah. Yikes pencils. This is an interesting one. Um, I feel like these were around forever, but now that I think about it, I it's like I don't always remember seeing them, but I looked them up. I guess you can actually still get them on eBay and stuff. Can you? Yeah, and uh, I just remember they would always be like cool colors and like the wood instead of being like the regular color would be like it'd be dyed black or red or yeah. something and they usually had like a big eraser and they had like the grips carved in. So they were like just these cool pencils, but they were more expensive. So it's like, yeah, yeah we don't, you don't need those. Yeah. Uh, but I always remember thinking that they were fun. Yeah, they were super, super fun. But yeah, I, I didn't really have a whole lot of those either. And they were, I would like, I would be able to get a set of like, if we were at Walmart and I was just like, hey, dad, I need some pencils. And it would be like, can I get these? Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. You know, because I'm just buying one set, right. not like a full thing of school supplies. I, I remember when, um, and I can't remember if it was Yikes pencils or not, but there was some kind of pencil that I had one teacher who wouldn't let me use it because it wasn't number two. Oh, really? Yeah, but it was like a really cool-looking pencil. But she was like, sorry, it's not number two. You can't use it. I'm like, I've never not had a number two pencil. Why does that matter? I've never... Like, where's the number one pencil? I don't even know. I don't, I, I don't know what the difference is. I never. I remember teachers saying in the school supplies, make sure you get a number two pencil. Yeah, and I never like, do saw. Do they sell number? Is there, is there a number three? I've never seen anything but a number two yeah. pencil. I mean, so yeah, what the hell? The hell are they talking about? I feel like Yikes pencils were number two pencils. I think they were. Yeah, but like apparently, and it could could have been that she was just like saw that it wasn't a yellow pencil and was like, ah, you can't use that just because she's a bitch, right? Yeah, that's possible. But, but that's what she told me. That's wild. Yeah, yeah, I did not. I did not know that. So. Interesting enough. Yeah, buddy. Uh, well, you know what's about that time? Yep, crazy soda time. Are you ready? Nope. Gross. Shake. Just the sound of that makes me want to throw up. <laughs> the old shaking up. Last week we had a delightful marshmallow soda. Yeah, which was good. It wasn't bad. Oh, God. Pirate piss. Soda. Oh boy. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. So are you ready for your uh ready for your question? I'm ready for it. What entry number was Brett the Hitman Hart and the nineteen ninety seven Royal Rumble? Oh hell. A seventeen. B eighteen. C, 20, D, 
21. What were the choices? 17, 19? 17, 18, 20, 21. Oh, wow. So I would have been wrong no matter what. Um, hmm. I have no idea. See, the rumble I was thinking of, wasn't there a rumble where he came in at, at two? He came in at number one. Maybe that was what I was thinking and of. And 91, um, actually. So 97, just to give you a little bit of context, that's the one where Austin kind of runs the gauntlet. He's throwing okay. everyone out, and then Britt's music hits, and that's when he looks up from the turnbuckle, all surprised. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with, just because I feel like this this number historically seems to have a lot of big names or, like, good names. I'm going to go with uh, 18. You would be incorrect. Damn. He was number 21 Damn. that year. So, that means big underscore band, you have to try the soda first. Okay, well, at least it's pirate piss. And luckily, it's a good one, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like the taste of pirate piss. Uh, oh, God, that looks yellow. It's very yellow. Let's stop right there. So, we've had this before, I feel like. It's been a few years, though. Yep. I almost I almost don't even want to tell people what flavor it is. Just make them wonder. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It smells good, though. How does it smell like? What the flavor is? Runts. Oh, we can tell. We can tell people what the flavor is. It's but, banana. Yeah. Um, the obviously these joke sodas are more like just because they're funny, like the name. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, it's kind of harsh on the banana flavor. Too too banana. A little bit too too much. Uh, but it's it's good. I don't mind the taste of power piss. <laughs> I will say, just looking at it in my uh, my cup here, it's that. Really dehydrated yellow. Oh, yeah. Big I mean, time. it's, it's Big time. yellow, yellow, yellow. Yep. Yeah, kind of alarming. It's very banana-y. So I'm saying it's a little bit too heavy on that flavor. It's not bad, though. No. Not, not horrible. It's not that, as good as marshmallow, though. It's also, But it's not the worst one we've had. Definitely. Right. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Well, appreciate you guys checking out Breaker Mains Power Hour. Of course, we got to give a shout out to our podcast buddies. We start with uh, Fully Posable, the wrestling figure podcast with Jeff and Scott over there. Really fun show with those two that we uh, highly recommend. And of course, Scott has his side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yes. Doing the favor with Eric and Barry is another go to for both of us. We both enjoy that show. Love those guys. Absolutely. Um, really fun podcast, as, whether you're a wrestling fan, a sports fan, they kind of cover everything. Yep. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steven Eric's another fun one, covering uh, all your retro wrestling needs, which I think everyone will enjoy. Ringside Rant with RJ is another great show. The Leisure and Lariat's podcast with my buddy Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with uh, with our pal Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin, which uh, uh, I guess they're having twin boys. I don't know if you saw yeah, that. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I thought that was very cool. Are, and I don't know this, but is there a way to know if twins are going to be paternal or fraternal <clears throat> until I, they're born? I don't. I don't. I would assume because I thought one of them is a fraternal that they are. Um, it's like two eggs. Mm-hmm. Could I, be, I, I honestly could don't be, know. I could be way off base. I don't know. But I, I think I think there's a difference between like one, like both of them sharing the same egg and then one. The set sharing two eggs. Okay. Um, and that's the two th- eggs is usually like. They're not like identical. Yeah. They're s- very similar, but not identical. Yes. Um, 
I think that's the thing. But um, also, huge congratulations to them. But also, absolutely. Um, on his on on tells me the state this past week, they mentioned how he highly recommends Hatchet and uh, Victor Crowley. You know the those movies. I watched the first Hatchet. Did you like it? It was ridiculous. It, it, it's in pretty, a good way. Yeah, it's pretty gory, but it's it's uh it's pretty amazing. There is a uh, at the beginning there is a nice little little um, appearance by Freddie. It's not Freddie, but Robert England. And then later on, there's an appearance by a little cameo from the guy who played Candyman. Oh, nice. Um, it's pretty cool. It pays a lot of homage to those movies. And the guy who plays Jason is actually the guy who plays Victor Crowley. Kane Hodder. I actually yeah. met him at the Comic-Con in Tulsa a couple of years ago. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, I was there with a guy that was a huge horror movie fan. He's like, yeah. I got to meet Kane Hodder. And I'm like, who the hell is that? Yeah. It's like, he's, he was Jason. I guess he did like the last, he did like the last three Jasons before Freddy versus Jason. Okay. And apparently he was really mad that he lost a role there. Oh, he wasn't. So he wasn't Jason in Freddy vs. Jason. Well, they made Jason pretty damn big in that movie, didn't they? Yeah, but I think he was. Uh, I think he was. Was he Jason X? I don't remember, but he was definitely in like Jason Goes to Hell. Yeah, and then Part Eight, I think. Okay, so I'm not sure of all of them, but really cool guy. But he was also Victor Crowley. Yeah, yeah. that's a, it. Was it was a fun movie? I would definitely check it out. It's it's a little gory, but it's like over the top. But fun. Yeah, it's a fun movie. So do you know what I watched the other night on Peacock? What'd you watch? Child's Play 2. How was that? Dude, I have... So I, that's movie... I have told you before, it scared me to death as a kid. Mm-hmm. There was one scene in that that I remembered vividly. Yeah. And that's the scene... And they kind of show... And I, I, as a kid, I didn't see the beginning. It's super campy, by the way. Like, of course. There was not even anything about that that's remotely scary. But of course. as a six or seven-year-old, it freaked me out. Yeah. There's a scene where this machine comes down and puts the eyes in the doll. Mm-hmm. And a guy ends up on the conveyor belt and the eyes go into his. <laughs> Looking at it now, it's just like, it's so campy. All right. Um, it's actually... Um, the one thing I will say about the movie is they, for the time... They did a really good job of making Chucky look like lifelike as, as yeah. far as like a doll that was actually even in the first one, it's it's pretty good. Yeah, like I remember thinking, like, wow, that actually looks like a doll that's talking. It mm-hmm. doesn't look like really bad CGI or whatever. Yeah. Because it was like ninety one, I think it came out. Well, that was back when they were using um I can't remember what the the real special effects, you know, mm-hmm. practical special effects or whatever they call it's it. It's like the puppetry type of stuff. Yes, they weren't using CGI back then. Or if they were, it was very minimal. Do you realize how many Chucky movies there are? I don't know. I know there's a ton. There are six or seven. There's seven of the regular ones, and they rebooted it with Child's Play like two years ago, mm-hmm. and now they have that series. Yeah. So all of them were on Peacock except the new, the reboot and the original Child's Play. Yeah, which the reboot's actually on Hulu. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it's like Bride of Chucky, Curse of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. It's, you know. Yeah. I guess, and they all become more and more campy as time Ridiculous. goes on. Ridiculous. Yeah, it becomes a comedy. Yeah. There was one scene that I thought was hilarious because I don't remember this as a kid, but you know Chucky finds the kid, yeah, because he gets put into foster care, and so Chucky finds him and ends up getting on the bus and following him to school and ends up getting in the classroom when no one's there and he he finds a kid's paper and writes "fuck you bitch" on it, <laughs> <laughs> and so the teacher's going to grade him and she sees it she's like Andy, yeah. you know, which I I wonder. Looking back on it, the kid's name's Andy. I was like, I wonder if that's a, that, that Toy Story was them being clever. Toys coming to life. Yeah, like, that's kind of, that's got to be. Could be coincidence. Could be on purpose. Yeah. I think it was on purpose. Yeah. I think it was. But yeah, definitely, definitely fun. So yeah, I'm kind of getting into horror movies a little bit, I think. I kind of want to 
maybe check out some of them here and there. I, I like I like the ridiculous ones. I'm still not set on the uh, like some of like the the conjurings and all that stuff. It's like I want to watch them, but yeah, I just I know they're going to be too much for me. So where'd you watch Hatchet at? Uh, that was on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Huh? All Hatchet one, two, and three are on Amazon Prime. I so my Shutter, there's a fourth one. Well, that, that's that's Victor Crowley, and that one is on Shutter. But my Shutter account is actually going to um, be canceled on the seventh, so I might just end up having to rent that one. But no more Shutter, huh? Well, just just at least till past Christmas because yeah. I I got I got to save some bones. I hear you. Yeah. yeah, streaming services, man, costs a lot. Yeah. But yeah, I'll have to check that out. So and definitely check out Tales from the Estate. It's a fun, fun show. Absolutely. Wreck my podcast over there with Jordan Zeilinger, the former PHPW. Should be getting another shot, but wow, Jordan, you can thank this guy over here for not giving you one. You're welcome. Uh, but definitely check out their show. It's a, it's a really fun show. Uh, trivia with Buds with Ryan Buds. If you like uh, trivia podcasts, it's a fun one to check out. Howlin' with the Wolf with our pal Jason Wolf. And, of course, yep. check out his chop shop. And I believe tomorrow. Is he opening things up again? On Monday, he's going to be allowing people to uh, enter the uh, the Wolf Club. So if you want to get in on that, now's the time. He's got yes. some good stuff he's showing off right now. Absolutely. Um Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. Night mm-hmm. of the Nerdy Laser podcast with our buddy Richard and his friend Matt. And then, of course, Aaron Anders' new show, Catching Up with Aaron and Daniel. Yeah. Lots of great stuff to check out there. And, uh, of course, wrestling comic books, Grapple Hold to Be the Man, Evil Ain't Good, uh, Tales from Planet WrestleTopia. Check all those out. And then our own podcast, Big Underscore Bane. You know it's fake, right? Every Monday, just dropped an episode uh, this past week with Handsome Jack Legacy, which is a really fun show. Net- tomorrow, I'll actually be putting out an episode with uh, Nate from Ring Skirts. Awesome. Which will be a really fun listen. I think uh, he actually tells a really funny story about his real-life job, which I don't want to dive too deep into what the story he told because it's so funny. But his real-life job... I guess he met a family member at a reunion who was confused as to what his job was. And Nate's a psychologist, which I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, I guess the guy comes up and he goes, hey, tell me what I'm thinking. Hmm? He's like, do you think I'm a psychic? <laughs> <laughs> which that's kind of how he related it back to how people interact with with you when you find out you're a pro wrestler. It's just right. always it's always bizarre sometimes. Which that's I thought hilarious. Was really, really funny. So that'll be coming up tomorrow. And then, of course, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. We saw the Halloween special. Yep. And uh, I guess he's still, you know, gearing up for something new, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll probably be back around Thanksgiving and probably back around Christmas. And then um, I'm sure there'll be a new season uh, in the new year sometime. Fantastic stuff. All of Bane's music can be heard on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your tunes, including the new song, The Freaks. Yes. Also, too, our buddy Spico just released a new song. Oh, did he? He did, and it's a it's a remake of an Alan Parsons project. Amazing song. I uh, picked it up the other day. It was really fun. Let me see if I can find it here. Eye in the Sky is the name of it. Okay, very cool. Yeah, so he was a guest on You Know It's Fake Right a few months ago. So check that song out as well. If you want to support this show, help us buy new equipment that we're trying to buy. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash BBPH, you get the weekly energy shot, you get the weekly episode of PHPW Adrenaline. I do some unboxing videos on there. All kinds of great stuff uh, if you want to subscribe. Starts at $1 a month, so you're not breaking the bank, but you know we definitely appreciate all the support we get. Absolutely. 
Uh, Outsiders Beard Co. If you got a beard, get you get you some beard balm or beard oil. Yeah, make it look nice. Yeah, um, Candlejack is gone. Actually, our good buddy Soda Hunter s- snuck one in on me. Did he? Because I, I forgot to I forgot to take it down, and then he he made a he made an order uh, just a couple of days ago, and he he tweeted or he sent me a message on Twitter, and he's like, hey. I saw it was still up, so I went ahead and got it. I hope that's okay. And I was like, yeah, my fault. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so. I feel like most of the time when we're talking about it, like, yep, forgot to take that down. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's 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 kind of how I run things over at Outsiders Beer Co. I'll tell you one thing, but just just watch. It'll probably still be up. It'll probably still be up. Yep. All of our T-shirts can be found at uh, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker, BBPH.RedBubble.com, WhatAManeuver.net, search by store for Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Big underscore Bane has a shirt store there as well, as do uh, the TB Toycast. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the fellow podcasts we mentioned um, also have shirts there at WhatAManeuver, so you can grab those now. we got some great stuff um, out there, including the new Power Havoc shirt, which yes. is a little out of the Halloween season now, but it's still an awesome shirt. Yeah, but you know what? It's it's Halloween all the time in my heartbreaker. Is it? Yeah, in my heart. In your heart? That's my good to heart. know. It's good to know. Anything else, man? That's it. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back at my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as a hangover. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can I dig it? Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, Put it on the internet.